Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And today it's just the three of us blazing once again through some headlines and the BS, um, (laughs) which apparently abounds in this day and age. I feel like, guys, when I think back on our childhoods, I don't know. I mean, I read 1984 in high school and I found it alarming and frightening and like, please, God, let that never happen here. I feel like we're living it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we are absolutely living this. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, you hear in our intro, we are, we all three of us were kind of raised across the political spectrum. And I'm the only one who's the former Republican. Okay. We're all raised. We were, I mean, we're all now registered, uh, unaffiliated or independent. But I will tell you something. I just still sometimes read the headlines in the mornings and just think, how did we get here? How did we get here? And I think the most uh, the, the most recent news, because we're recording this on Wednesday, October 4th, so we'll get it out ASAP. The most alarming news, honestly, to me, or, or I'm sorry, something I didn't have on my bingo card is McCarthy, <laughs> is McCarthy being ousted by the Republican Party as Speaker of the House. Now, I want to take everybody back and remember there was a lot of Republicans that were not excited about him. I, I, I am not a Republican, but I wasn't excited about him either because I consider McCarthy part of the old guard. I, I don't like McConnell. I don't like Mitch McConnell. Um, I, 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 here's what I think. It's not that I don't like them. I think they're politicians in the yeah. original sense, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, they say what you want to hear. They negotiate and make dirty deals behind the scenes to get a little bit of what they want, but to give up what they promised they wouldn't give. And that's what Mitch McConnell is being accused of. As Matt Gates said, you promised the Speaker of the House, we put you in because you made these promises. You went against these promises. So now we're going to vote you out. Girls, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I'm super intrigued and interested. I I don't know. I have to like dive a little deeper into it, but I do know that this hasn't happened in 113 years. So if if you're younger than 113 years old, like this is all new for all of us. Nobody's ever been through this before. Um, But I do feel like, um, you know, a part of me is like, okay, well, what happens now? Like who's going to be next in charge? Is it going to be somebody better or worse? Like, how do we know, you know, but I'm kind of excited about, I feel like to me, it's like the people are, taking this shit back. Yep. You know, we're taking the country back and we are, we're saying, no, we are done with empty promises. And if you, you know, we, like you said, like they're just all bought and paid for. They're all part of the establishment. Um, mm-hmm. I did see a quote, something that Matt Gates did say, 
um, after, cause he was like the one holdout, right? It took like yeah. one person to do this and he's the one who did it. And he said, um, talking about, he's reached his limit on the national debt, you know, like that was one of the, mm -hmm. the reasons why, you know, and I think that Kevin McCarthy maybe kept is still like voting to give money to Ukraine. I mean, still, you know, he's and so, him. yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy, but I love what he said. He said, I don't feel pressure from conservatives or Democrats. I feel the judgment of history. Woo! I worry this when the history books are written about this country going down, that my name is going to be on the board of directors here. And if Ooh. this country is going down and we're losing the dollar, I am going down fighting. I don't care if that means fighting Republicans, Democrats, the Uniparty, House leadership, the PACs, or the lobbyists. I've had it. I have chills. I, mean, I have yeah. chills. Don't you? I mean, like that is exactly how we feel. And I have, you know, looking online at some of the far, far right Republicans, or maybe far. just far, far, far right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the word. You know what I mean? The old yeah. school Republicans, right? Like I just saw like the one of the pundits on Fox News was like, "This is the end of the Republican Party," and I'm screaming. Good. Good. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. And let's, just let's let them both implode and, and and incinerate for all we care. Guys, they have not represented we the people. And it's clear that they, you know what they do? They get up there in their hoity-toity little Washington, D.C. circles, and they just trade shit for shit, basically. And we're the ones that are screwed. They're getting richer. We're getting poorer. And I am telling you right now, the reason why Rich Man North of Richmond was such a hit song is it resonates with most Americans. If you're not in the elite group, yep. it, it resonates with you. And I I, for one, want to see more of this. I want to see more of this. You don't do what you campaigned on. Your ass is going home. That's right. what should happen. And and listen, I understand you got to like negotiate, you know, with them because we're so divided. But do you do you have to keep negotiating? Right. How about we just don't do anything? How about we don't spend money we don't have? It is called Econ 101. I don't understand why the rest of Americans have to follow the freaking rules and we can't run ourselves into debt like that, but we but we can run our country into debt for our poor kids to have to figure out you you're a bunch of literal losers in my mind if you will do this to the future of the kids. I can't and we just sit back and go, well, it's just happening. It's just well, the it's way just it is, happening. or it's just the way it's always been, or this is politics, or oh, you know, yeah. they negotiated oh, yeah. Don't you remember in January when they were trying to vote him in as speaker? There were they were held out for like twelve or thirteen days. Like yes. it went on and on and on because they wanted to know like we're what not going to win unless you agree to do this, 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 and this. So the time for negotiations there is over. It's like no, you didn't do what the what your constituents are asking for. Yeah. We. The Congress is the the voice of the constituents, meaning the voice yeah. of the people in, out in these communities. They're the yeah. ones who represent the, their communities. So they take this yeah. information back and nobody's listening. So I'm hoping that this is a wake up call, especially mm -hmm. to, I guess, the Republican side. Like, we're done. Like, yeah. you're going to listen to us or you're out. Now, well, I think the other side there, like, I, I don't know that anybody would ever have the, I think if you... Like Charlie Kirk, I was listening to his podcast. He made an, a crazy point. He was like, can you imagine if this happened to Nancy Pelosi? Can you imagine if AOC voted to oust Nancy Pelosi? He said, before she's even had her first cup of coffee the next morning, 
there would be five articles out on AOC talking about, does she pay her taxes? Um, you know, yeah. this, that, and the other, her grandmother yeah. or somebody in her family would be um, on the deported list, a list yeah. to be deported. They, I mean, they would, they play dirty and they would come after and they, they would never let this happen. No, people are too scared. They would never do it. But we have a few free thinkers or critical thinkers yeah. on the other side that do not care and they are not bought and they, you know, they don't care. And, and, you know, it's just, and I love it. I think that's exactly that. You know what? The whole country did not elect Matt Gates. His constituents did. And he right. has an obligation to de to defend them and, and protect them and their interest and what they sent him there to do. And and no, none of them seem to take this seriously anymore. I mean, gosh, y'all, what the state of North Carolina alone has sent to D.C. is embarrassing to me. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, just uh, more politicians. more. And listen, I don't want to sign up to do their job. God knows I don't want to do their job. But we got to have some people who, like, don't care about their own egos. They don't care about anything other than representing the people, their communities. And that, and, and but, but that's it. And go do that. What we have become is so gross and so disgusting. And, and, you know, I had such an idealized view of the United States and America, and I still hold the ideals of America, like close to my heart. I want us to be what I believe we can be which is a true and actual democracy or republic that actually is we the people for the people by the people, but we're mm -hmm. not there right now. And if, and, and if you keep saying to keep patching the very system that's screwing us all over, you're wrong. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to argue all day long that you're wrong. We don't need to keep patching a ship. We don't need to keep patching the Republican party. Let it disintegrate into the ashes that it needs to be heaped into. And then, Let's move on and let's actually elect real people with real like sensibilities, real wisdom and, and not an ego. And, and they're not there to get rich or be bought off. We got to stop this whole, my gosh, stop the whole lobbying thing. Right. The whole exchange of money back for those votes is so gross. And yeah. so anyway, I just, I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree with the Republicans on this. I think this is a great move and I don't care who's behind it or why. If you're getting out the establishment Republicans like Mitch McConnell, yes. Lindsey Graham, who is, I'm sorry, I do believe he makes money off defense contracts. I would be shocked if he did it. That man loves war more than anybody I know. Let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of them. For it's good. just refreshing, refreshing to see people go in. And, you know, I think that like we talked with Tony Cowden when we had him on our podcast, so many people go into politics with really good intentions yes, you know? was and then you that. get to washington dc and you realize yep. you are a nobody unless yep. you pay to play and or you get yep. paid to play like yep. it is a corrupt system and so it's refreshing to see people that are actually able to to accomplish things without being bought and paid for yeah and and i think that's again remember go there was a documentary that was on facebook it was like on facebook watch back in like 2020 it was called the swamp and they interviewed republicans and democrats that were leaving they were leaving office because they said, I can't do it anymore. They, they, they just saw the corruption and were like, it's disgusting. It was not what they thought. And again, if a, like, I don't wish harm on anyone. I'll just say that out loud. Don't wish harm on I anyone. Do. I do. There's a couple now that I actually do. And I'm going to admit it. I okay. know. Look. God, I'm with you. God, Go ahead. God, say God, knows too. God knows too. God, he knows. What is AF? Devil's reincarnated here. <laughs> is, the, is, the, is AF one of the initials, Kristen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the FBI. AF. Are, I'm, AF. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the FBI is reading our text anyway, but man, we have some incriminating, mm. some incriminating. I'm not going to do any, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm, I'm just, not doing it. I mean, I have and the I'm thoughts. I'm not paying anyone to do it. it. I'm going to have, <laughs> I'm going to admit it that I have the thoughts for <laughs> sure. It's time for the trials to begin. The crimes yes. against humanity trials. It is I mean, it's I mean, at the very least, there needs to be accountability. At the very least, there needs to be that. I mean, and yeah. then we can go on to harm. But yeah. I just, yeah. I just put want, behind some bars. I just really, yes, I just want containment yes. and accountability and ownership and just, I mean, I just want everything to be exposed. Yeah. Well, what we also need is some some Democrats with balls. And I think that's exactly what Amy just said is like the Democrat Party has become so corrupt that people are afraid to go against it. Right. And I mean, listen, remember the remember the Democrat operative that was like mugged and killed. And now they know that, like, it wasn't probably a mugging and it's probably his own people coming after him because he was ratting out what they were doing mm -hmm. and association with the Clintons. I'm not saying the Clintons did it, but I am saying it is like it is weird how many people around them no longer exist. That is just a weird coincidence, isn't mm -hmm. it? Um, yes. But I think there is there is like real legitimate fear for your life if you go against the CIA, the FBI, the Democratic Party. I mean, when you have a sitting U.S. senator, um, oh, what's his name, y'all? A, a Democrat who literally said in an interview in an off the cuff question by Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. She asked him this off-the-cuff question. I wish I had the clip right now. And what's mm -hmm. his name? Why can't I think of his Chuck name? Schumer. Was it Schumer? Oh, yeah. Chuck Schumer just goes, listen, if you come against the CIA, you better be ready because they're going to come after you like nobody's business. And Six I'm ways like, from Sunday or something like that. Six ways from Sunday. And I'm like, he just said it out loud. You should be and able to come against the CIA. The CIA should not be able to bully you. That is a massive problem. And the fact that that just flew over everybody's head, like he just said it out loud on broadcast right. news. And he's like, hmm, okay. I'm like, like, we should all be okay with that? We should all be no. cool with that? No. And this is why you need a well-armed citizenry. I'm just saying, this is why the yep. Second Amendment matters. Because they, when your own government can turn against you people, it can. It can. And I even Mitch, I, Mitch keeps bringing up my husband keeps yeah. bringing up um, and I just have not seen it. I keep wanting to go look at it just to hear it myself that like an I think it was an FBI whistleblower. Um, so someone from the FBI actually used the term. You'll get Clinton Clinton. No. <laughs> like, yes. And I'm like, I want to hear where that was from. He said it was literally somebody's from the FBI. I'm like, and that's something else. If they're admitting it, yeah. I mean, they well, know the term. I'm gonna have to find that. If I find it, y'all better believe it'll go in the Substack. Well, was it Bobby? <laughs> well, I think it was Bobby Kennedy or JFK who said like their goal was to basically burn the CIA down into a thousand yes. ashes. Right? It was like some. I'm sorry, I'm butchering that quote, y'all. But I mean, the point was is even back then they knew how corrupt these three-letter agencies had become. I mean, remember J. Edgar Hoover? He was not a good person. Like mm. it was very corrupt, y'all. Very. And we have not straightened that out. And yeah. nothing's going to be perfect because we're human and humans have a propensity for sin and it is disgusting. But like we do have to have some ideals we're striving to as a country. And when we fall short of the ideals, there needs to be consequences. There just needs to be. Mm -hmm. We cannot continue this. It is 
it's unimaginable what our eyes have been like, like I said, from the beginning, like at the beginning of this podcast, like I sometimes wake up and just go, how in the world did we get here? Mm-hmm. And y'all, they're it doing it right the wheels. Yep. And then I keep thinking, I don't want this to continue for my kids. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, it's not just about just what's happening now. It's like, what are we going to leave them? Right. <laughs> so That's I true. think that if anything, that is what really drives me is I'm like, oh, I just, I can't, I can't even imagine. That's right. Well, and so when we're talking about just like, even in the governmental sector, we got this, let's talk about Trump for a second. Um, you know, we've talked about many times on here. Uh, and again, Amy raised on the left, Kristen in the middle and, and me on the right. You know, I, we are very logical and um, discerning humans. I mean, we we think through a lot of things. We try to see both sides of things. I think all three of us really try to say, well, what about this? So when it comes to Donald Trump, we've always said, like, we get why people hate him. And his mouth it just gets him so much trouble. His ego is so sensitive and tender and it's so easily bruised. So we are not Trump worshipers over here, okay? But what we've defended is that we we can see back in 2016, and, and I can just speak from personal experience, like I, I hated him on The Apprentice. I did not like his personality. I just thought he was an arrogant, smug person. That is, I listened to him even all the way back to an Oprah interview, um, which was like in the 90s, I want to say. And he said to Oprah, I don't ever want to run for president, but if I feel like her country is not going to get better, if it really is in trouble, I might have to run. And remember back then, people were like, do it, do it. Okay. I think they didn't think he was going to run as a Republican. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. But the minute he ran as a Republican, all hell broke loose. But the Mm -hmm. more I listened to him, and this is coming from someone who did not like him personally, I liked his policy. So that's the difference between me and a lot of people as a voter. Um, uh, My emotions, I I, I make the decision to keep those in check when it comes to decision making and saying, what seems right and prudent? And, uh, and I've been very clear on this podcast about my biases and, and things like that. But I will tell you, I had a friend, and I've shared this before from California, asked me one time, and I appreciated that she asked me. And, and, and she was not a Democrat. She was not, you know, she was, she was a, I think, registered Republican. But she was, how could you vote for him? And I said, I'm so glad you asked that. And I just went through the list of things that he'd accomplished in the two to three years he'd been president that I thought were important. Things like, yes, border control, but improved improved work opportunities for minorities, for um, for marginalized people. This man had done more for gay rights, for example, than than any other president in terms of just embracing that community. And I mean, you might can argue that, but there's a there's a whole lot of people that realize he was not the bigot he was portrayed to be. Mm-hmm. And so then what happened? Well, we watched what happened in as the press never gave him a fair shake. And then the more you watch the news and you're like, my God, the man can do nothing right. Even when he's doing things right, he's doing nothing right. And then you find out about the Steele dossier and how Hillary Clinton was behind that, how there was no Russian disinformation. Hey, liberals, CNN watchers, I doubt you're listening to us. It was a hoax. It was a lie. I don't know if y'all got the memo, but it was a lie. Okay. When you hear that, all that does to me is make me go, all right, I'll vote for him again then. It's almost like there's a defiance that rises up in me, right? It's like, y'all stop being corrupt. I'm gonna keep giving him to you if you don't stop. 
How do y'all right. feel about this? What are your thoughts? Well, on honestly, this? if you lie, I mean, if they lied about that, then you have to start thinking what else. Exactly. Have they been lying the about? I lied we, about yeah. I mean, the FBI lied. Everybody signed off on it. It's all a big right. lie. So like if they're lying about that, what else could they possibly be and lying it's like about? Blatant lie. That was a yeah. blatant lie. Isn't it like a little white lie, a little fib? <laughs> Like that is like a blatant lie signing something right. that you know for a fact. And the thing is, like, these things just keep happening, like the impeachments, the indictments, like all this stuff. And like nothing has ever really, I don't know. Did you hear the, the latest thing that he's on trial for that the judge was like yeah, trying to get him to talk about? Yes, go ahead. That he overvalued his real, his real estate, yeah. y'all. Okay. And he loans back. Yeah. She's, the loans have already been paid back with interest. Nobody <laughs> was hurt by this. No one. And they're going back in retrospect saying, well, you told us that your property, you thought your property is worth this um, to get a bigger loan. The loans yeah. paid back. Yeah. Well, is this real? And this is occurring in New York for what he owns in Florida. Miralago. Okay. First of all, I, I have not been in Miralago, but I have driven past it. I, if you've ever been to West Palm Beach, it is like the Beverly Hills of the East Coast. I mean, you, you've never, mm -hmm. the most perfectly manicured lawns, the most gorgeous homes, properties, expansive properties right on the ocean. Miralago is incredible looking from the outside and you can't even see the whole thing. And that judge thought it should be valued at $18 million. I want you to there go. Are houses on, that are like, there are houses that are like 10 million, 12 million, um, like right down the street. Um, a fraction of the size of the property, you guys. Most houses that are that are even smaller than his are ninety million. Okay, I can pull it up on Zillow right now. Like you will just go, what? There's no logic behind this. But then, so this is a New York judge talking about something that happened in Florida that hurt nobody. And by the way, that judge is saying that his valuation is more matters more than what anyone else says which also doesn't make sense. How does one judge get to pick that? But go listen mm -hmm. to the video of the judge. Do y'all have that? The video of the judge where he's being interviewed about his perceptions on his job as a judge and how he says, you know, if he feels like that a jury doesn't come back with the right verdict, how he will basically override their verdict. Did you see this? I didn't see that. No, I, didn't see that. I didn't hear it. That's what you but, call um, an activist judge. Oh my gosh. That is crazy and like you know the person that should be worried about it more than anyone is the person who loaned him the money yes the bank the bank didn't have a problem with his evaluation they nope. loaned him the money on his about on what he thought and he paid it back so like if the bank's not concerned why are you coming all of a sudden and like isn't he in um jeopardy of like losing his home over this like i, I swear yeah. they're like okay so yeah and then you know can be taken away from him well, and listen, this coffee and COVID, y'all know we love Jeff Childers, coffee and COVID. Yes. He wrote, he was writing about this and saying how some people on, you know, that are against all of this with Trump that aren't liking this are acting like, um, let's see, he said some ignorant commentary arguing that maybe there wasn't a specific victim, but everyone collectively is the victim because Trump's misrepresentations will inevitably increase everyone else's loan interest rates or their insurance premiums or something. But that's just woke claptrap, of, of course, because Trump paid the loans back with interest, causing the banks and insurance companies to be even more profitable, which is which has the exact opposite effect as the silly leftist claim. That's what Jeff said. So, I mean, I mean, it's so bizarre. 
it, like, this I mean, is where you know it's crazy when they're trying to come after you for, for something like this. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like it's like anything, anything, anything and everything. And the more yeah. that people see that, the more that people are, like you said, Holly, it's like, well, we're voting for him then. Yeah. I mean, I mean that people- is why his poll numbers are up. It is why he is now beating Biden in the polls. Just keep effing around and finding out, left. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. It's not working for you because now all it's blown open everyone's eyes to see the man like him or hate him was not given a fair shake. Their democracy did not work for Donald J. Trump. It did not. Mm-hmm. It did mm-hmm. not. And it's also not working for RFK. It's anybody no. who's announced to DC because they are not doing him right either. And that's why he's probably going to announce that he's going to run as an independent, right? Because yeah, I think he did. the DNC is making it impossible for him and, to be on the ballot to run. And it's they crazy. And Biden won't give him um, any protection from the Secret Service like he's supposed to get either. And he's already had threats on his life. So we should make people just like, yeah. I mean, like, are you OK with this? Like if you're on the left and you're voting okay. left, like, are you OK with the fact that they are determining your candidate for you and you have no choice? This is like you're living in like Venezuela or something like you have no choice. You're voting for Biden, period, yeah. the end. And he's going to be like 90 at that time. But this yep. is who you get. And oh, you Gavin get Newsom. Oh, no Gavin one else. Or yeah, they'll throw Gavin in. And that'll be who you vote for. You have no other choice. Nancy oh. Pelosi's nephew. I mean, Gavin Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. I don't know if people realize that. If you want to talk about crime. I didn't family, know that. I didn't know that. Gross. Anyway, look at. Okay, but let me play this activist judge real quick, y'all. Just because I want y'all to. I want, I want our listeners to. Hear this guy, listen. Now, I'm going to say something controversial, even though I'm being taped. Juries get it wrong a lot. That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials, personal injury cases, contract disputes. But I've had situations where like, oh, my, my heaven's sake. How could they have thought that? Well, I have a, um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called... Jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. And all right, am I following the law or am I making law? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following law. I'm, I'm an impartial referee. But it's hard to factor out my own emotions. And I have tools. Somebody can say, well, Your Honor, you have to throw out this case because it's just like another case. Well, is it just like another case? What if the defendant was wearing a red sweater instead of a blue sweater? Oh, and and by the way, I worked for the Columbia Daily Spectator for a couple of weeks. What happened was I went there every day and I wrote a few stories. One I got criticized on because I wrote that some uh, Ku Klux Klaners had murdered some people and... And I was told, you can't say that. How do we know? You aren't there. Well, that was what everybody thought. Anyway, yeah, we should have absolute immunity. What if we defame somebody? Um, That's how it usually comes up. You know, you call somebody a murderer or a heroin addict, that sort of thing, a pedophile. And if it's done in court, yeah, I think we should have absolute immunity. I mean, what? Oh, my God. This is who's overseeing the case, though. For Donald Trump, with the value. so he can override the jury, the twelve people who are supposed to be the ones who make the decision, he can override them based on his own emotions. And I don't know what he meant by the red and blue sweater. 
Right. But is he referring to like politics? I don't know. I didn't even even pick up on the politics. I was just, but I didn't think about the color. I was just thinking, are you just literally saying that that's how you're wearing red or a blue sweater? Like it depends on what side you're on. This how it's going to change something. But then, I mean, and then I'm just like, okay. How, when you say you can't get your emotions out, that is exactly what a judge is supposed yes. to do. You are supposed to have discernment and take your emotions oh out gosh, of it and take the facts out of it. Okay. I mean, not take the facts out of it, take your emotions, out, emotions of out of it. Of it. Facts. Oh my gosh. I mean, y'all, but here's what we're creating this world. The, the left is creating this world where we just care about everybody's feelings more than facts. It's just, and it is, it's, this is this is again. If bring up the gender issue, if we cannot agree on science and biology, what what can we agree on? Where is the mm-hmm. actual ultimate truth? There's got to be one, and and mm-hmm. it's just and again that now you can fall into the hands of these activist judges, and they can ultimately ruin your life, or in this case, perhaps change the outcome of an election. Because all they want to do is make it to where he cannot run against Biden. If the Democrats were smart, they would put up someone other than Joe Biden to run. That is that simple. Mm-hmm. Why are you keeping Weekend at Bernie's in office? I don't understand why, like, why, why, why this, like, literally almost brain dead individual is. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm just, they not have anyone else. I mean, I guess Gavin Newsom is going to be, but like, out of that's it. That's like, there's no one they can pull that is like. That could fire people up. I mean, it's like and the thing I mean, about Newsom. Again, look at it, y'all. It's all puppets. They just keep putting no, puppets in because because Newsom isn't even liked in California. Remember, they tried to oust him. They tried to get him out of California. Mm-hmm. And I don't even trust that mm-hmm. election either. Let's be real. Like no. so many leftists yeah. hated Newsom. So many but people they don't care. Like it's clear that they don't care what people want. It has nothing to do with what the voters actually want. No. Like if you're voting, like it doesn't doesn't matter if you want RFK, whatever you're getting, Biden or Newsom, shut up, and, and this is this is who you get. I don't That's care. Just mm. wild. But okay, so the question is now, guys, what can we do? What can we do to to come? I mean, this is such a loaded question, but to combat this corruption, to make it to where this can't keep happening. Like, how do we get fair elections back? I mean, I guess, number one, we got to start with voter ID, because did you see in Pennsylvania now, did you see this? They Mm -hmm. are giving everyone a driver's license, I think, by mail, which means all these illegal immigrants can get their driver's license without having to show birth certificates. And then guess what else they're trying to do simultaneously, y'all? True story. They're then also saying you can vote. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote. So when you get your driver's license in the state of Pennsylvania, they're automatically registering you to vote. Which I don't know if you know, in North Carolina, they do that now when you get. So when I took Bennett to get his driver's license, they said, do you want to register to vote? And and I literally hesitated because, of course, he's going to register to vote. And Bennett was only 16, of course. But he was like, of course, I'm going to register to vote, but I'm not 18, you know. But it just makes you wonder, are they taking his information so that they can vote for him? Does that make sense? Like, he looks like a person. I don't know. It's I don't. And, you know, guys, too, when we went to vote for the first time this ever happened to me in 2020, we went to vote 
and they had addresses for me up the street in a, in another location in Cary, and they had addresses for Paul in Atlanta, in Georgia, in Georgia. Where was the holdout for the election in Georgia? And we and so my dad goes to vote. Same thing, you guys. It took my dad tracking down what was going on for them to find out there was a massive there was a massive identity fraud that had happened in our area, and they had gotten our uh, basically our voter ID, basically our addresses, and had registered to vote in Georgia and in North Carolina. Oh my God! And they and it took my dad track tracing this down to get it all fixed. I mean, it was nobody was alarmed, and they said it was like forty thousand identities had been stolen. That's enough to swing an election. Well, but, and you and know. I, and I've said before, like our friend, um, his grandmother that had died a year before got a, a ballot in the mail. Like, so he said, I, he said, I, he, and he was like, just after the fact, he was like, I mean, I guess I could have just voted twice if I really wanted to. I could have yeah. like sent in a ballot for her, you know? I well, mean, what's sad. And I know that Republicans cheat too, but why is it that people on the right tend to have more of a moral conviction about those things? Like, yeah, I can't do that. I mean, I mean truly, like, right. I mean, I would feel bad doing that. I would feel, I just, I don't oh, think yeah. I can do it. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, that's not right. But here's the thing. And this is the, what the argument is. People are saying that the Republicans need to learn how to play by the same rules as the Democrats. But I'm like, they're so, but that's, there's, they're all bad, but it's like being crooked and deceptive and lying and hurting the American people is not the answer. No. Cheating's no. not the answer. No. You know, and I hate that, but I feel like that's kind of where we're at anyway. Moving on from uh, the politics, I guess we probably just need to, although we will say, please get informed and please don't trust the headlines because my goodness, like it is such, mm. such a mess. Well, um, well, the Speaker of the House thing will be interesting because now we're seeing things about like, what if Trump becomes the Speaker of the House? I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. I don't know where oh, yeah. it's going like, can y'all imagine like well, what a twisted twist of events, like. We need to pop some popcorn. Amy, read, read what you sent us, though, today. You sent us like oh one guy has to say. Read it. Oh, well, yeah. D.C. Drano said, if Trump was speaker, he'd be able to subpoena the DOJ. He'd cut off funding for the FBI that raided his house. He'd impeach Joe Biden. He'd cut off Ukraine funding. He'd impeach Mayorkas, Garland, and Ray, and he'd be the most powerful man in America. And he says, can you imagine, especially if he agrees to only be speaker for three months, maybe six months, then he steps down in March to finish his run for president. The media will lose their damn minds, and it will be glorious to see. <laughs> Sorry. Let's mm. do it. And he said today, like, like early, he said, he said he, if it was good for the country or the Republican Party, he would consider it. So he's like mm -hmm. even thinking about it. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it's about to get Ooh. real interesting. It'll be interesting. Can we also just say there is a principle is that when something needs to be fixed, sometimes it needs to just be destroyed and rebuilt. Yes. There's sometimes mm -hmm. no patching anything. And I think people who are scared to see chaos right now. Mm -hmm. please understand it may require chaos to build this the way that actually serves you. And you may just have to get through the chaos. And I, I feel that strongly. I think that, that, you know, whether it's some sorts of, you know, revolutions in part, and I don't mean like the, our revolution 1770s. I mean, like a revolution of thought, ideas and behaviors, you know, that are going to have to change and it's going to be uncomfortable. And it's going to require you to use your voice. If you're a person who you just love listening to these podcasts because we're saying the things you're thinking, but you're not saying them, we're going to challenge you to open your mouth. You don't have to have a podcast. 
But so many times the way we learn things and the way that our minds can be changed as someone we love and respect brings some evidence to our table that makes us have to just think. Please mm -hmm. do your part. Please don't stay quiet. I'm not saying you got to go post it all over social or that you got to start a podcast. I'm saying have these conversations with friends and family and try to have them respectfully because it's shocking to me what people don't know. And I think let's talk about the COVID vaccine. Speaking of things that people don't seem to still know, it is so alarming to me. Um, do y'all want to start with, let's throw out turbo cancers. We had that on our Instagram. Kristen, you want to talk about what we're finding with turbo cancers? Well, what I really would like to do is even share that clip. I mean, it's, um, it is several minutes, but it is worth y'all listening to this. This is an excellent clip with um, Del Bigtree on the high wire. We talk about them a lot. We support them and I can, the Informed Consent Action Network. I highly recommend y'all listening to them. They, they're on weekly on Thursdays. They have, I mean, truly, I've been listening probably for three years. I don't think, and Holly, you and Anna, y'all have even been listening longer. Yeah. Have they ever been wrong? I don't think they have ever been wrong. And they're always ahead of the game. Like they always share something before anybody else knows. And they back it up with evidence too. So I just want you to hear, this is with Dr. William Mackis. He is an oncologist from Canada. And this is what he's seeing. And he is one of the brave ones that, have, that has been speaking up. And I don't know if it's in this clip. The full video, we'll, we'll link it. Um, but it is um, eye-opening. And to see what Canada has done to him and his lab. And he had a patent that he was working on. And they ended up stealing basically his work, too. So just, just to know all that. But y'all need to hear what's going on and what he's seeing. I'll let you, yeah. Sure. Do this before bed to stop receding gums and decaying oh, teeth no, before no. it's too late. Immunoblastic T cell lymphoma following the Pfizer vaccine booster shot, a case report. And in this, look at this, folks. Look at the before and after. Those little black dots represent so the, the cancers and just it explodes inside this person's body. So this was a very important case because this was one of the first cases. Uh, of turbo cancer ever published. And it was a 66 year old man who had two Pfizer shots, five months later develops lymph nodes in the neck and they diagnose him with a lymphoma. And at the time, the doctors didn't realize that there could be any connection between the two Pfizer vaccines he took and his lymphoma. And so in preparation for his chemotherapy, they said, we're gonna give you a Pfizer booster shot. And so they gave him the Pfizer booster shot to protect him during chemotherapy and within a few days, he feels his neck nodes just swell up. And they- So I see, so that's why you see cancer in him in the first one, that's after two shots, and no one exactly. knows, he gets the third one and it just explodes overnight throughout his whole body. And so they decide, you know, I mean, we've done imaging recently, but let's just do another image just in case to have a good baseline just before we start your chemotherapy. And they, they do the second image uh, and they see to their horror that the cancer has just exploded. And this is eight days after his Pfizer booster shot. Wow. Uh, and the cancer, so the original tumors grew to much large, larger size. And then there were new lymph nodes, uh, you know, in the axilla, in the abdomen, and in the groin area as well. So the cancer had spread all over his body in a matter of eight days. And they published it. And it's really, it's the first example and first imaging example that we had of what these turbo cancers look like and what they could do. When, when we think of timing, eight days, how long would you normally, if you're going to watch somebody that was going to sort of 
uh, evolve in that position. How long should that take for a cancer like that that's in your lymph node? Well, that could take, I mean, that could take a couple of years. Uh, certainly, it would take many months. When you look at the first image, it took five months to get to the yeah. first image, and he already had had two Pfizer vaccines, but then you add the booster into the picture, and, and that's just eight days his cancer explodes. And, you know, this is, we come back to this, this idea of the more shots you take, the more damage your immune system takes. And I think that was what the Cleveland Clinic study showed so sure. well. Yeah. More doses, more immune system damage, and, you know, the more aggressive your cancer can be now that you've completely destroyed your immune system's surveillance of cancer. Amazing. I mean, it's really shocking. And I just think you watch these people promoting it. And, I, you know, it's hard to not just think, man, so many people are just going to walk off a cliff on this. They're just listening to the experts. Luckily, as you said, the booster shot is, is I think here, I think we're under 10% receiving boosters. But that's also why they're trying to change the language, right? Let's get back to calling it a seasonal vaccine. Do you think that's going to work in Canada? Imagine going to try and do the same thing. Let's get off of calling it a booster. It's your seasonal, it's just like your flu shot. You know, there's probably going to be a subset uh, of the population who will take, uh, you know, these new, new booster shots and will take them every year. But I, I think the more we expose the dangers of, of, these, of these vaccines and of, of, of these shots, um, hopefully the more people will realize, you know, there's something very wrong here. Uh, and part of what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to alert people to what these vaccines are doing you know, especially on the cancer side, uh, this is a tsunami of, of problems that, that we're facing. And most people don't realize that this is a risk. And even oncologists are not realizing this is a risk uh, because oncologists are giving the new booster shots to their cancer patients, yeah. thinking that they're protecting them. Meanwhile, they're probably accelerating their underlying cancer. Unbelievable. Just real. That right there. That yeah. last sentence. And that is what people need to know. Oncologists need to hear this. Oncologists need to see this. We even had a friend that told us that um, her daughter was is 20-something, in her 20s, had um, cancer, and the doctor was trying to get her to take the vaccine. This was kind of in the beginning, and she just kept feeling she did not want to do it, didn't want to do it, kept saying no, kept saying no. And then, sure enough, a couple months later, the doctor said, did you ever take it? She said no. And they said, well, we're glad you didn't because now we're seeing that it's actually making it worse. I mean, doctors, some doctors are actually admitting it. Mm. So if they can or if they will or if they have the balls to do so. But it is just scary and sad and infuriating and heartbreaking because we personally have had family members and friends that yep. have had either brand new cancers, recurring cancers, or turbo cancers. And, and we, back, uh, and, and the whole thing is connect the dots, connect the dots. How many people, yes, we know this happens. Cancer happens. People, I mean, people are dying all the time. I mean, this happens all the time, like not all the time, but if you really think about what's actually happening now, the young, healthy people who are killing over and dying suddenly, unexpectedly, unexplained, the people with the turbo cancers, they have nothing. And then all of a sudden they have this cancer and they're dead within a few months or a few mm. weeks. There are even people that are, die the next day. Mm -hmm. How often are you seeing that? And then you connect the dots. Did they get the shot? Yep. I, just ask yourself. I really want, I legit want to ask people. Think about how many people you know personally, or at least like extended or whatever that you know, and just ask yourself, did they get the shot? Are you seeing this in people who did not get it? Yeah. 
are you seeing it? I mean, it's just really, and the fact that they're not acknowledging this and they're trying to suppress this should make you just, I mean, it, I mean, I'm not trying to instill fear, but it should scare you. Yes. <laughs> that they're trying to hide this. Meanwhile, <laughs> we have a drug that can definitely help with cancer and everything. But I'll move on to that, Holly. Were you going to say something? Because you know, well, I was just going to say, Dr. we'll just mention Dr. Ryan Cole real quick, because he yes. was one of the first to tell us that this, he was seeing expedited, like cancers, like on fire, basically like that they were like turbo cancers. He said this in, when, when did we interview him guys? 2021? We interviewed him yeah. in 2021. And he okay. said, and he, he showed us the clots they were pulling out of, you know, out of dead people from, and, and uh, we shared all this Guys, we shared this a long time ago, and now they're just now. This is just breaking into um, more. And listen, the high wire said it too, so we're going to give them credit. Right. They said it all, all the way. They were interviewing Ryan Cole then too, but now Dr. Ryan Cole is. Listen, they have tried to take his license from speaking out, and he had one of the largest um, pathology clinics in the country, and they are trying to take his license. And he has said it has hurt them terribly lives in Idaho financially trying to fight this. So now coffee and COVID shout out to uh, Childers for putting this together. Uh, but we're, we're doing a, a fundraiser right now for Dr. Ryan Cole. And uh, the three of us just donated with Just Think uh, this morning. And uh, Kristen, can you tell them like a little more about yeah. donating to this? We'll put it in our sub stack as well. Yes. And, and actually, I just wrote a sub stack and sent it out today. So That's if right. you're here, you should already uh, you should have already gotten it. But um, again, we are sharing what Jeff Childers does, what he does, which is awesome is a multiplier. Basically, he just wants the whole everybody who watch, reads coffee and COVID to donate. And as long as it ends in a two, um, then he'll know that it's coming from us. So then they can, you know, ca calculate how many people did it. He's done it for Dr. McCullough. He's done it for so many different people. And we are trying to spread the word, too. And in the Substack, I did share quite a few videos and and um, information and articles and studies and stuff that Dr. Roll, that Dr. Cole has um, shared. And I've got that all in there. So if you ever want to go back and look as a reference and resource, we've got that there. So please donate. We've got the link there. It's also in Coffee and Code of it if you follow him. So um, please do. You know, it, look, even if it's $2, even yes. if it's $2, every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. All right. We, Send your we, money we, to him and not to Ukraine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Just say. Just say. <laughs> um, but I do want to follow up saying, you know, like here we are having so much evidence coming out that this experimental gene therapy, whatever they call it, a vaccine has so many issues. I mean, and we'll talk about a FOIA request that's just come out, like so much stuff that they've been hiding and the things that they knew, they knew that it is hurting and harming people. They're trying to hide the fact that they're harming, that these things are harming you and trying to push it and promote it and mandate it. Meanwhile, simultaneously, they are suppressing the one drug that truly is a freaking wonder drug. And I know we've talked about it, y'all, but it is so much more than a freaking horse dewormer. Ivermectin. And I know, Holly, we've had Dr. Corey on. We've talked about the war on ivermectin. But let me tell you, there is a reason there's a war on it. And it's not because just because it's helped people and saved millions through the pandemic because of COVID. It's because it also is showing, proving that it can kill cancer cells, apoptosis, autophagy. There are 15 different, hang on, I just had it in my notes. 
Um, well, and, uh, don't worry. Don't worry. We're working on a substack just about ivermectin. So that is coming too. I've got yes. lots of buddies, but they have, um, it just takes a while. Well, I was going to say, too, <laughs> but, I was saying that as I remember when ivermectin was in the news, a friend reaching out to me and saying that her parents had both been diagnosed with cancer and they were taking ivermectin as part of their cancer treatment. And this is not a person on the far right. This was not a, a, a naturopathic, homeopathic person. Uh, but she said, you can't tell me it doesn't do something. She's like, I've seen what it's done for my parents. And so anyway, go ahead, Kristen. It has 15 anti-cancer mechanisms of action. And that is from Dr. Mackis, his substack. Um, and he, of course, I had done all the, a lot of research and found actually some of those papers that he actually shared. He's got nine ivermectin papers that he has reviewed. But just so you know, it has antiparasitic actions, antiviral, anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory. It actually is a reversal of tumor multi-drug resistance. So kind of like antibiotic resistance, but tumors that are resistant to drugs, it actually can reverse that. And these are shown not just in vitro, but also in vivo. That means like in the in the slide, but also in mice or in humans. But it has shown how, I mean, look, I've, I've typed ever all these cancers that I've seen with these studies, and I'll have these studies linked to lung cancer, breast cancer, colorectal cancer, esophageal cancer, prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, ovarian cancer, glioma, nasopharyngeal cancer, melanoma, gastric cancer, liver cancer, leukemia, and cholangiosarcoma. Carcinoma, not carcinoma, whatever, carcinoma. Anyway, and um, and in the um, on frontline flccc.net, that is Dr. the frontline COVID um, critical care COVID group with Dr. Um, Corey. It, there's a lot of information there. There's a whole section on ivermectin. And he said few. Well, he didn't say this. Andy Crump did in the Journal of Antibiotics in 2017. Few, if any other drugs can rival ivermectin for its beneficial impact on human health and welfare. Y'all, it's won the Nobel Prize. It has been given over 4 billion times around the globe. It's one of the safest drugs out there on the WHO's essential medicine list. And they're trying to suppress it from you. And, and the FDA is even saying you're not a horse. Yeah. They don't want you to know. But you need to know and you need to share it. If you've got anybody, if you want to prevent cancer, if you want to kill cancer, I'm not saying this isn't medical advice. I, I'm just saying you need to look at it, do your own research, and you need to share it. And doctors need to be looking at this. And you and need to open make their mind and put their brains, get their brains thinking again. Go the extra mile and try to figure out, stop being damn baffled. Stop yeah. saying you're baffled. And Find here's the answers right there. <laughs> yeah. And here's the other thing. When we talk about they knew. What we want to, what I think is something we need to bring to everyone's attention. Certain people knew, but more people had to just blindly follow along because some of the people who participated in this whole scam didn't know, but they trusted that the people who did know knew differently. So do you understand what I'm saying? This was a trust problem as much as anything. It was yep. corruption at the core, but trust, doctors trusted the CDC, doctors trusted the FDA, they trusted the medical schools, they trusted the hospitals, they trusted their bosses, they trusted pharmaceutical companies to not be greedy, which is shocking considering how many lawsuits have proven that they'll lie and they'll know that you'll die. And Kristen and Amy and I were talking about this earlier. 
we heard an interview one time that I've never forgotten. And it was with Cheryl Atkinson, who was CBS, CNN reporter, who has done a lot of coverage on vaccines. And she'll tell you she's not an anti-vaxxer. She's like, I, I just discovered something and then it got me in hot water with my networks when I wanted to report on it, which told me something is up. And mm -hmm. what she said is that she asked these virologists and immunologists, if you knew, if you knew that these vaccines were causing autism, would you change course? And they said, no, because it is part of the trade-off of fighting childhood diseases. Mind you, childhood diseases, your child would likely survive, okay? You can go through every single thing that they are vaccinated for, including measles, including pertussis, including tetanus. People survive these things to this day. You guys know that, right? Like, like it's, it's, not, it's not a death sentence to have any of those viruses, okay? And when they say that they would just, that's the trade-off, we're gonna give all these kids autism, but hey, we're not gonna get the measles. Think about that for a second. The measles last a, a few weeks. Autism's for a lifetime. These parents, some of them, I have a nephew that may never leave his parents' home. Do you understand that he was normal? He was normal. I will fight your ass till the cows come home on this. He was normal and now he's not. You wanna get, you wanna make me fired up? You, let's talk about that. It gives, it gives me that. goosebumps. It gives me goosebumps oh. now. So you can see if y'all have you, ever watched it, if you have not watched it, that. You damage these kids, and I'm oh, yeah. sorry. And if you don't know that and you think I'm crazy, you don't know what you're talking about because you haven't read. You haven't read the evidence that literally could be right before your eyes if you would just open them. It is shocking to me. It is there. We it is there. We have time for people to ask, to, to ask why they believe what they believe. Why yeah. do you believe what you believe? Yeah. Why do you believe that vaccines are good? Why? Because yeah. you told because someone told you, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Is it anything above and beyond that? No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also ask that people like me, I vaccinated my kids. Did I have peace about it? No. I always, this is I just always had a gut check on all of it. Yep. I did. And I prayed, oh my gosh, did I pray for my children before every well visit. And then I stopped. There was a point I stopped. But I'm going to tell you right now, it was because the evidence was right before my eyes. And I would have friends say to me, Holly, you're not going to become one of those people who doesn't vaccinate, are you? And I said, I'm going to follow where the evidence shows me I should follow for the sake of my kids. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have this argument with me, I will school you with facts because I promise you don't know what I know. I promise <laughs> you don't. And I don't mean that arrogantly, guys. I had to learn it. I had to learn it. Shout out to my sister, Anna, who persistently yes. dripped on me for years saying, mm, what about this? Mm, what about this? And that I had to finally look and thank God I did, because you know what my sister probably did? She saved my children from further damage. And then she saved me from going and signing up for this experiment we just had the last three years, because I knew enough about the vaccine program to know not to trust this one. Right, right. So I'm just telling you right now, you, you stop demonizing people who are questioning the vaccine program or who aren't vaccinating their kids. You stop demonizing. We're going to stop that shit in this country. You know why? Because it's not good. It's not good. And if you are one who will just blindly go lay your kid up on an altar because your doctor said so, then that is on you. But I am going to tell you right now, we are not. Kristen, Amy, and I, we will lead the charge on this that we are not blindly listening to another medical professional for the rest of our lives. I'm not listening to the government. I'm not listening to medical professionals. I'm done. And this is I'm still done. freaking America. And if it ceases to be America and I don't have those freedoms, I'll get my ass out of here. That's what I'll tell you. I am not doing this. <laughs> yep, exactly. I, it will, I am not doing it or I will fight to my death on it. 
because I will not comply with this nonsense anymore. Yes, I, I am angry. I am so angry. And you should be too. And if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. And if you have a gut feeling, if moms, dads, grandparents, I know, take a breather, Holly. Okay. I'll, I'll just take it, take a sip of water, Ooh. breathe. <laughs> but if you have a gut check, like Holly said, a gut feeling, because I can tell you right now, Amy and I will both say the same thing. Every single time we went to the doctor, every single time they were about to give that, we were like, but I knew enough to think this doesn't feel right. But it what I didn't know enough because I trusted what I had been taught, what I had learned, you know, and what the doctor kept telling us. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Just like birth control pills. No, it's okay. You know, like this is one of those things. If you have, if something makes you question that there is a reason that is there, all you have to do is pause. You don't have to refuse. You don't have to say, no, I'm never going to vaccinate again. But that is enough for you to pause and ask the question or whatever question that is, go find the answer. And if you can't find the answer, then keep trying to look. Because I guarantee you, once you find the answer, once you read the vaccine insert, you never go back. Yeah. Once you read the studies, once you look at the actual facts and how many babies have died from SIDS, quote, uh. SIDS, within 48 hours of vaccination, you're going to think that again. You're going to think about that again. Okay. Right. And, and, and this isn't like giving a pill. This is not Motrin. This isn't cough syrup. This isn't what Tylenol, whatever. This is something that does not leave your system. Okay. It, and, and we were talking about, it's not just the antigen. It, it's the metals. It's all the other things that are in there that stay in their body and build up. It's a toxin bucket that just keeps filling up because it, it never gets, to, it never gets emptied out. Well, and, and that wanna, is where the real issue is. That's it. And, and the adjuvants, like let's talk to understand that the adjuvants are what goes in to trigger the immune response. Things like those heavy metals that Kristen just mentioned. Aluminum, so guys, mercury. when they say, they do safety testing. We want you to know they don't take those metals out of the placebo. Do you understand? So when you put those adjuvants in a placebo that doesn't have the antigen, doesn't have the virus, but then you give them a, a shot that does have the virus and the antigen in the, in the adjuvant. So adjuvants are in both. The antigen's in one. You're not going to see the difference. Give them saline, then we'll track the difference. Then track the difference. You see what I'm saying? So when they claim all these safety studies, you guys know. No, no. And go read turtles all the way down. We get okay. asked this all the time. I think every week we get an email from, from a family saying, I'm looking, I'm researching, where do I start? Turtles all the way down is the science or lack of, lack of. And again, I didn't, I didn't know this. Sorry, when we're talking about the placebo, another great video to watch is last week's in The How I with Dell Bigtree. Yes. And actually it was on Epic Times, um, the American Thought Leaders. It is well worth your time to listen to that. It's the whole placebo scam. And basically that's kind of what Turtles All the Way Down is about. And what I learned from that interview that I didn't know is that they tried in the phase three clinical trials with the COVID vaccine to compare it. The control was going to be the meningococcal vaccine. Another no. vaccine. Okay. What? What? <laughs> they had to sue them. They had to send a, like either, was it a FOIA request FOIA. or a the four-year request and to tell them, no, you need an actual placebo. Believe it or not, 
the COVID trials. So then they ended up changing. Believe it or not, they actually did use a placebo. But then guess what? They unblinded them. They, they basically, they, so they went back and gave them the vaccine once they thought, you know, from anyway, you got to listen to it because he explains it way better than I would. But I'm just telling you, it was based on 170 people. They unblinded them, gave the vaccine to them. So we will never have long-term studies. You know who the long-term studies are? The people who didn't get vaccinated. We're the control group. Yep. So look at us. That's who they need to compare. There you go. And and that's that's what I just, again, just a little bit of education for everybody. You call us whatever you want. Um, we're not anti anything. We are pro science, pro informed consent, pro knowledge. And, and you know, we are anti we're anti corruption. And this whole thing got out of hand when they made it to where you could not penalize the, the vaccine companies for injury. Really, it's follow the money. If they yep. can't lose money, they can't lose their company because they give your child autism or SIDS. I mean, and, and then they say, well, we have VAERS court. Well, we know how good the VAERS reporting is. And Stanford even acknowledged 10% of doctors even report this stuff. 10% of cases get reported. It's, it's, it's literally will go to, it should go down in history, depending on who writes the history books. It's one of the greatest genocides in history that was just hidden undercover. That we maimed, disabled, hurt children killed children in the name of public health yeah f all y'all yeah. for real, for look, real. At the, just look at the life insurance look at the life insurance data yeah yep going More back to our crowd yeah all cause mortality for the young working age sector in this country like 18 to 45 is at a 40 percent increase which is like a catastrophic like what you would see like if there was like a typhoon or something okay mm -hmm. Numbers don't lie. Nope. Well, hey, what about now? They, the big news is that now, did you guys not know that a common cold could trigger blood clots? Uh, <laughs> All the years we've had colds and nobody no. got clots from a cold. Don't let, don't let them. I know anybody who's listening to this, you're not going to be fooled. But look, literally, it's in the sun. And, <laughs> and this is from UNC Chapel Hill. Damn it, where I went that to school. That is your alma mater, Kristen. So proud. <laughs> chilling, chilling fine. Common cold can trigger a killer blood clot disorder. Scientists discover for the first time. But you know why that is? It's because that the spike protein, right? It's because if they get COVID again and they've been vaccinated 100 times, I then... Mean that spike protein well, yeah. is going to be so what it is. It's ruining your immune system. It, right. it, and Dr. Marcus explains it. So it's not the cold. It's doing this for the first time because we have mass vaccinated for it with an experimental vaccine for the first time. Get some spikes. Really get some spikes support. Spike support. Spike support. And, and by the way, go get your spike support at the wellness company and use code. Just think, is it just think? Mm -hmm. Just think. Yep. Use code just think to get your discount. We all have ordered it. We're all taking it because We're even though we it. didn't get the vaccine, we've had the virus, which, by the way, just so that we can comfort everyone, because I think everyone's had the virus at this point. We know you get 50 times of the spike at once with a vaccination with your natural immunity, which is a beautifully God created thing that he made so that you could fight all this stuff um, that you get gradually. So the body learns how to build up, you know. It also clears, right? It clears. It clears. It's not like it's with not like up by lightning, right? It's like six months later, it's still floating around in there with the vaccinations. That's right. It. 
That's it. So the whole thing is, is, is spike. You're just trying to rid yourself of spike. And once again, we don't want to instill fear because we know that there are people that listen that have taken it. We have family members that have. The whole point is we just want you to, number one, please don't take it again. Don't take it anymore. The dose is the poison. So the more you have, the worse it is. So just the spike support just helps break down the spike if it's still floating around in your system. So that is the actual formula. Now there's also the base spike detox that Dr. McCall is talking about. If you want to go get three capsules over the counter, it's natokinase, bromelain and curcumin. And we've got that a uh, little recipe too. And that's what Dr. Dr. McCullough has talked about that too. But the wellness company, I love this one capsule with like, it does have that natokinase in it and it has a lot of other natural ingredients in it that help do it. And they also have a kid's formula that's chewable. So that's awesome. You know, so it's really more for, you know, any, just being exposed at all. Yeah. And, and, and while we're talking about some of the products that we have found that we, that we really believe are incredible. I am going to go ahead and give a shout out. And again, listen, y'all, we could have sold out a long time ago and promoted products we don't give a crap about to monetize this podcast. That is not, we agreed beginning. We are not in this for money anyway. We're in this for the information. We have a passion and a mission that we believe is important, which is why if you hear us talk about something, it is not for money. I mean, mm-hmm. it is because we know this is working. Okay. And so that Lumi box, that red light thing, I'm obsessed, obsessed. Mm-hmm. We can get you a discount on that. Um, I think that's just $250 off. $250 off. We always have the You've like used yours every day, right? Haven't you been using And y'all, like, I even just, like, I worked out at the gym one day and I was like, oh, the side of my knee's been sore for a couple weeks. Throw the red light on. Literally one treatment of the red light. I was like, it is not sore anymore. Like, it's it's great for inflammation. You can use it for breakouts. I mean, gosh, I use it with my teenage son with breakouts. You can use it anything that you want to get rid of inflammation. It is. Mitch had a cough. We put it on his chest. Yes. My son came in. He had hurt his knee. Put it on his knee. Riley yep. complained about her foot last night. Throw the red light on. I mean, That's literally, it. it's like my first line of defense now. It's like that is yes. the first thing we do. And we you can take it everywhere. Don't you love how portable I, it is? It's in my case. Like, literally, it's sitting upstairs in the case. I just carry it yeah. around with me. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you can do it like it's great for your skin also, just so you know, like it's mm-hmm. like rejuvenates those skin cells. So, you know, if you feel like you're getting older and you want to fight some of that sagging skin, put that red light on there. I mean, newsflash, if you're breathing, you're getting older. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and the, I will just say, oh, I am reading the book that Kristen told me to get, which is red light therapy. Okay. It is miracle medicine. And it gives the science. If you want to know the science about because listen, my kids looked at me when I first got that and they're like, Lord, you are so down this rabbit trail. I mean, they, they say that Kristen, Amy and I go to our tinfoil hat conventions and everything, but <laughs> when stuff goes sideways, who do they come ask? Right. Okay. They're like, mom, yeah. what is this? Yeah. They know, they know the deal. <laughs> um, but I will say that, and then guess what else, y'all? I'm obsessed with our saffron, our saffron, <laughs> saffron. If you haven't listened to our saffron podcast, you need to go back. Ooh, we do it. it. Just and go do it. Who's tried the steamer? I have. <laughs> and then we, I call it the coochie steamer. I know that's terrible. That's not the word. What is it? It's just it's a steamer for Imagine like steamer. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. I mean, and, y'all need to try it. Y'all got it now. I, I do. I need to try that. Mine is sitting in, well, y'all just brought it to me a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like, I've got yes. to pull that out. Yeah. Um, yes. But I'm about to say, y'all, put yourself some steamed, you know, milk of your choice in oh. there. I sprinkle cinnamon on top of mine. Have y'all tried Ooh. that? 
Stop. Ooh, I a little sprinkle of cinnamon on top. Oh. Just to clarify, we're talking about the latte now, not the vaginal yeah, steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the latte. <laughs> saffron latte, no, no coffee, no caffeine in there. It's just the happy spice, y'all. It is the, and listen, we know we sound crazy. Like we hear it. We know we sound crazy. But like when you start using this stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, I I'm do feel the obsessed. Business. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and so go to the fullest and, and type in just think 15. So fullestcompany.com. And type in just think 15 for 15% off that too. Because saffron is an expensive spice. We know this is a luxury. Please understand. Don't be like, y'all, that's so expensive. We know. We know. But saffron is an expensive spice. It's harder to get. So definitely. And we love that they're, where they're sourced from. And we love her yeah. too. So I do think quality does matter. So if that matters to you, then do it. And we want to hear y'all's feedback because we yeah. have gotten so many of y'all have ordered it. So it's so exciting to hear. Yeah. All, we want to hear your feedback. And yeah. then another thing I definitely... Last thing, y'all, Crowd Health. I can't yes. say enough great things about them. And if you're not, even if you're on the fence teetering with them, and if you don't know what to do, go follow them because they post like what they all the what, how they are like reducing costs for people and what they're doing. Every single person that's in Crowd Health, their bills have been funded. No bills have gone unfunded. They even have like a big prayer list. Like they did a shout out prayer for a family with their baby in NICU. Like they are so awesome. And they they posted the other day, they're like, how would y'all like to have lifestyle, um, was it like a lifestyle medicine course or something? Yeah, yeah. yes. Oh I was just yes, that. coming up. A free book every once in a while. So they posted one day, they're like, here's our book of the month. It's like, never pay your first bill. And they're like, if you want it, message them. I was, I messaged them immediately. They responded. They're like, all right, it's on the way. It was here in two days. Like the I mean, customer service is amazing. And just so you know, if you use our link or put in, just think again, um, you get three month a three month discount. And yes. so that it saves you a crap load of money. It, can, it saves you a great amount of money anyway. And yes. the headache of dealing with insurance companies or doctor's offices or bill medical bills, they take care of all of that for you. I no, mean, they posted that like in 2022, the average U.S. family health insurance premium was $22,000. 22, yeah. Like, so it's like 25, you know, like thousands of dollars a month for insurance too, because about the lifestyle medicine, because I commented on that. I thought that was so cool, but they were posting, um, the obesity rates in one generation, how from 1987 to 2003 to 2021, they showed maps of the obesity and how it's just skyrocketed. Look, and they look said, around, look around y'all. It is it's yeah, frightening yeah. now when I just even like watch, I, I was in the airport and I watched a commercial um, that was on the big screen about TSA or something. I mean, it was like a TSA promotional thing. Mm -hmm. There was not a trim person in the video. I may have shared this on another part. And, it, and I just was like, this is America now that everybody is, is overweight. I'm not talking about a little flab, a little sale. I'm talking about morbidly yeah. obese. It's funny. Yeah. And look, y'all, I just saw this forever. Okay. So this brings me back to one more. I'm sorry. I know we're trying to, trying to wrap this up, but going along with that, I wanted to share this anyway, when we're talking about public health, how often has anybody even talked about our three-letter public health agencies, any of these officials? They never talk about exercise. They don't t tell you about like a great diet or exercise. But um, I just looked up a study the other day because I heard a reel, an audio that a guy, he was saying for every one hour you exercise, you live three hours longer. 
And according to a study in JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association Internal Medicine, increasing activity by 10 minutes a day was associated with a 7% drop in the number of deaths per year. Adding 20 minutes a day equated to a 13% drop and adding 30 minutes produced a 17% decrease. The scientists say the results translate to preventing 110,000 deaths per year in the United States on the low end and $272,000, I mean, 272,000 on the high end. Can you imagine like if people actually were told just to exercise 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, like that's all it takes. That's all it takes y'all. Move. I mean, get out uh, and move. And I'm a big proponent too. When I just think about like the way we were created, if you believe that you were created, you know, by God, I just think about we were put into a garden uh, that our ancestors were put into a garden outside. And you think about living you know, with the sunshine on your skin, with breathing fresh air, right? Like go back to your roots, like get outside and walk if you can, bundle up when it's mm-hmm. cold, you know, dress light when it's hot. I, I almost too think that like, sometimes like in America, we've had it such comfort for so long. I wanna be like, it's like we forgot we need to do hard things, do some yeah. hard things, carry some heavy stuff around and get outside and move in sweat and get uncomfortable. Even when you don't feel like it. Even yes. when you don't feel like it. Discipline. You feel better. I mean, have you ever really regretted it after you've done it? Never. No. I mean, I've no. never regretted going. I mean, I have dragged my butt out and I have like, I have regretted not dragging my butt out and doing anything. And then I'm like no. kicking myself. So, I mean, and once you start doing it, you're going to want to keep doing it because you don't like the way it feels when you don't do it. That's it. That's it. And if there's anything we can encourage people to do is just move your body and eat foods that aren't processed and like that, you know, you, your grandma would have grown in her garden or race in her backyard, you know, like eat, eat, mm-hmm. eat good stuff. And I think that that is, you know, if we can tell you nothing else, if you're worried about health, start there, start at yep. the root of all this, you know, because it's important. And again, thanks for letting us just be fighting mad today. I'm fighting mad. I am, as, a, as you can tell, I am fired up every time I say, I'm not going to get fired up. I'm not going to, I'm going to just try. There's always a reason. I mean, but I'm also at the point, like I think about this because I'm like, you know, obviously that's an emotional response and I try to keep my emotions in check and getting pissed off is an emotional response. But I I really think we have to like be sick of this to do something about it. And I wonder why some of you aren't mad too, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't want us to be mad. I want us to do something about it. And we need action. action. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what all the action is beyond voting, but also trying to get people in that will for make voting more secure. Number one, like you should have to show an ID to vote and you should have to be an American citizen to vote and you should have to be 18 and alive to vote. By the way, if I ever die, please don't let anyone vote Democrat for me, please. All right. I'll just make sure if they're going to steal it, vote for good people. Like don't vote for, don't vote for idiots. Okay. Sorry. Hard to I find just, those these days. Listen, yeah. And listen, I love like Tulsi Gabbard. Like I love old school Democrats. I, this is about this new wave of insanity. I'm not for. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you know, RFK. Yes. Oh, RFK. Yo, oh, I said, I said he, could, he could about I turn me voting for a Democratic president. Um, and I'm, I remember I'm the Republican, the former, former, former Republican in the podcast. <laughs> um, but no, I, I love what he has to say about corporate greed. And about you know medical freedom, like he's he's been onto something, and I've loved him for years for that for that fight. So, anyway, 
But you guys, thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear or you at least find value in it, go give us a five-star review. We'll always tell you to do that just because you're always going to have the haters who give us one because we're racist bigots, according to them. So uh, as long as you know we're not a racist bigot, a five-star review is appreciated. Hit that subscribe <laughs> button so you get reminded that we're here. And please go subscribe to our Substack. It's probably the most important part of this because the Substack is our resources. We don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. And we give you these resources. You look through them yourselves. Share them with others so that they can see what we're looking at and why we're saying, hey, we think you should look at it too. And with that, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.